We got 40 through 31 of the top most uh, valuable players by bet online. We got to talk about Leonard Fournette's playing condition and a little trip down a uh, history lane with a wacky realignment proposal from the 90s that I just have to tell you about on Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available and on all platforms. Thank you so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day. Today on the show, we're talking about more of the top 50 most valuable players by Bet Online, biggest spread influencers. Uh, we'll talk about Leonard Fournette. We'll talk about uh, some wacky realignment stuff from 25 years ago. Trust me, it's way more interesting than it sounds. But let's start with uh, the top 50 most valuable. Uh, valuable players. We started this last week. So, Ross, take us into where we are right now. Yes, absolutely. So, to kick us off, Kevin Ostriker kind of talked about a little bit of this in yesterday's episode. But just as a quick refresher, 50 through 41 released in yesterday's episode, which included guys like Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. Uh, defensive Micah, guys. Yeah, a lot of defense here. Uh, Micah Parsons at 45, CeeDee Lamb at 44, followed by uh, uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Debo Samuel. So, those are your first. 10 for today we get to react to uh, a pretty special list here uh 40 through 31 which includes some players that you and i might have a little bit of uh, a little bit of investment in so we get I to know now, it's like they, they they tailored it just for us yeah 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 right so we <laughs> now get to go through here and release the next 10 and of course you can find more reactions all the local angles on all of these players here on the locked in nfl podcast whether it's on youtube or uh on your favorite podcast app there's fresh episodes coming out each day with the next 10 so 40 through 31 are listed as follows luke number 40 vikings wide receiver justin jefferson pretty nice good to see that very a nice little gritty get a little gritty going on for the audio listeners, I just did a little. I didn't do the gritty, but I did the little hand thing. <laughs> then we have at 39, former Minnesota Vikings, Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. 38. One spot above Jefferson. Almost uh, tailor-made to start discourse in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? Uh, number 38, might as well just hit might as well hit the gritty again. Why not, right? Might as well do it because uh-huh. Jamar, Chase Jamar Chase is their wide receiver out of uh, Cincinnati. Number 37, Alvin Kamara, New Orleans Saints running back. Uh, number 36, Nick Chubb. And then for the final five, we've got running back Najee Harris, running back Dalvin Cook, another Minnesota Viking. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of quarterbacks here, Jared Goff at 33, Marcus Mariota at 32. And then wide receiver number 31, Devonte Adams. So my question mm-hmm. for you, Luke, is Devonte Adams, former Green Bay Packers wide receiver, now Las Vegas Raiders, um, coming up and topping both Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on this list? Are you going to sue? <laughs> I don't. So Justin Jefferson himself just agreed with this. So I don't think I'm allowed to. He literally just said. <laughs> sure. 
Like he just had a famous quote in a complex interview, talked about it on Lockdown Vikings yesterday, uh, that he was like, nah, Devontae Adams is better than me, but by end of the year, I'll be the best in the league, which I love. It's like cocky, mm-hmm. but also like objective. Yep. Um, so I don't, I guess Justin Jefferson himself agrees. I guess I gotta go with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes a ton of sense. Uh, what about him and his former college teammate and Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase was the number one guy at LSU, but Justin Jefferson really took off in the mm-hmm. moment that he got to the NFL. Not that Jamar Chase didn't, but these guys both excelling in their systems. Yeah. And you know, I've talked to a lot of Bengals fans about this, uh, a lot, especially over last year as Jamar Chase was like super breaking out and kind of coming on, emerging onto the NFL scene. Um, it's just so even it's so it's mm. like, I don't know if like if the Vikings traded Justin Jefferson, this is always the way I think about it. If the Vikings traded Justin Jefferson for Jamar Chase straight up, would I be happy or sad? And I think I'd be sad because I miss Justin Jefferson's personality. I love the goofball that that guy is. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of actual play, I guess I guess I would take Jamar Chase, but it's like close. Like, I don't think the Bengals would be sad. They get Justin Jefferson. That would rule. Right. Um, I, I think here's where I'll go, and this will get me in trouble in Minnesota. I think Diggs should be above both of these guys because Ooh. the impact that he has on Buffalo and on Josh yeah. Allen is very particular. You know, you take Joe Burrow, you take Kirk Cousins. Those guys are not as um, dependent on the, the catch radius that Josh Allen is. Josh Allen has had accuracy issues his whole career. They're a lot better than they used to be, um, but a big part of that is Stefan Diggs might be one of the best inaccuracy erasers in the league. He is one of the best in the league at hauling in a pass that's not where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that might mean beating a defensive back that was brought into the play. Um, that might just mean, you know, being really rangy, having a big catch radius. Diggs is mm-hmm. phenomenal at it. And that's so perfect for Josh Allen. Like when the, when the Diggs trade happened, I was like, yeah. the Bills is like the best place in the league for him to go. So I think he has this huge, huge impact on Buffalo and in particular on whether or not Buffalo is going to win that game. Like that feels very especially intertwined, whereas Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase both belong very squarely in the top 50. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but say Jamar Chase misses a game, you still got Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. You got something going on, right? Thielen and K.J. Osborne. You're not totally falling apart. I think if Stefan Diggs misses games for the Bills, um, I think Josh Allen struggles a little bit more. I I do think that that will affect his quality of play more than it will affect Burrow or Cousins. Yeah, look at the supporting cast at the position and at pass catcher in uh, Buffalo. And of course, like, you know, they've done some work there. Like Dawson Knox has really come along for sure. They've got a couple of other guys like Gabriel Davis that they really like. They signed OJ Howard this offseason. But I still feel like that wide receiver room or that room, that offense takes such a big hit without Stefan Diggs. Maybe even more so considering that your supporting cast around Justin Jefferson includes Adam Thielen. Your supporting cast around uh, Jamar Chase includes guys like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. So it just feels like maybe Buffalo would be um, a little bit more kind of out of luck without Stephon Diggs than the other teams with those other two players. Now, And the other two teams can win a game on the ground if they have to. Like yes. They've done that, yeah. you know, and the Bills have very famously not had that. I have a question for you, though, Ross. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara is uh-huh. below Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, and Dalvin Cook on this list. He's 26 years old. My question for you is, is it time to cremate Alvin Kamara? <laughs> no. <laughs> Please don't cremate Alvin Kamara. The New Orleans Saints it's need Time to put Alvin the old Kamara. man out to pasture. It's he can <laughs> get off of his parent. He can't be on his parents' insurance anymore. That means it's time for the uh, running back to end. 
it's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah, I know. It's so funny, like, the conversations that we get to have now around, like, running back value and all that. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that it's really interesting because basically, like, Alvin Kamara at this point, and in considering that, like, we still haven't seen, like, Jonathan Taylor, we still haven't seen Derrick Henry, you have to imagine that those guys are up above these mm-hmm. guys. I will say that I am shocked a little bit to see Alvin Kamara ranked behind Najee Harris when we don't really know what Najee Harris's value is to the Pittsburgh Steelers fully just yet, right? Like, we know what he brings as a running back. He's obviously extremely talented, but we don't know what that offense looks like, how he fits in with the new quarterback, all these other things. So I think there's a lot of question marks around there. But I'm going to be honest. Like, I think Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. Yes, over Derrick Henry. Maybe there's a little bit of conversation around Jonathan Taylor for sure, because I think Jonathan Taylor would be the only one up there. But I don't think Derrick Henry has a 2022 like we've seen in his recent past. But Nick Chubb and his ability to do everything at the level that he does it, I think oftentimes gets overlooked because he's a Cleveland Brown for the most part. So I don't mind him being below uh nick chubb you and i have consistently had a you know put a goal or kind of circled our calendar maybe for a day that we'll go into some dalvin mm-hmm. cook alvin Kamara discourse so i think we'll we'll save that for another time but uh, yeah i think that like there's conversation to be had between the placement of those two but i i'm shocked to see Najee harris actually up above alvin Kamara in this one and a uh, big insult to jared goff putting him below <laughs> a quarterback who is in an active competition for his job. Jared Goff is not. Marcus Mariota is (laughs) not a guaranteed starter. And uh, BetOnline still thinks he will be more impactful to the Falcons than Jared Goff is to the Lions. (laughs) I don't know, man. The Lions are just willfully uh, waltzing into Uh, hell with Jared Goff. uh, We had to get that, didn't we? He's on here. Um, But I would absolutely agree that, like, Devonte at like if Devonte Adams is hurt for the Raiders, I think that affects the Raiders more than the Lions, who will lose the game with or without Goff. Big time. Big it's time. just they'll just lose by more. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, um, we're going to continue on with the top fifty lists all throughout the week. Luke's going to tell you more about that here in a little bit. But coming up next, we're going to jump into some conversation and break down this odd story around Leonard Fournette, who reportedly mm-hmm. showed up to mandatory minicamp in a condition that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not very helpful with. What it means for his future as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' future, and maybe even the future of your fantasy team, uh, as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. But before we get to that, I do want to tell you about our friends over at Dave. Dave.com. Listen, hindsight is 2020, and every now and then it's always really nice. You know those moments to where you get to look back and say, man, past me really did future me a big time favor today. And like you do No, I'm right not familiar with this. No, you're not familiar with <laughs> well, well, now is an opportunity for you to get familiar with it, even when it comes to the idea of getting a little bit of extra cash in your pocket. Because with the Dave app, you can get that done with extra cash. Dave is a banking app that will allow you to get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. There's no interest. There's no credit check that's needed at all. Millions of people have actually already downloaded the Dave app and have gotten the financial relief that they need with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank. That's more money to uh, you know, maybe start to do future self uh, some favors. It's more money to you know take care of some bills, things like that as well. So go ahead and download the Dave app today at the App Store right now. Now, that's D-A-V-E. Sign up for the extra cash account so that you can get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, make sure you visit dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking is provided by Evolve, member FDIC. And don't forget, 
future you, future you is going to say thank you. Uh, so the, <laughs> the uh, top 50 list is going to keep going all week. So make sure you're hanging out on the Lockdown NFL podcast, either in audio or on YouTube, free and available on all platforms. We're going to keep going here, all right? There are 30 more players to talk about, all your favorites, uh, all, all the biggest superstars and all, a lot of quarterbacks and all that. So make sure you stick around this feed. It's going to be awesome. But for now, I want to uh, shift gears in a way that maybe Leonard Fournette can't anymore. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the only one. That's the only one. So he shows up. To, he does. He did not show up to all of the um, voluntary off-season programs OTAs, for yep. Tampa Bay. After signing a three-year extension, he did not show up to any of those things. Then he shows up to mandatory camp, pushing 260. Now, to put that in perspective, if you Google Leonard Fournette's weight right now, he's listed in places somewhere around like 228. So, man, pushing 260 is way out there and the bucks are not happy about it yeah yeah so this is coming to us according to rick stroud of tampa bay times who spoke about it he said quote coaches were not happy and that's an understatement didn't participate in otas but chose a mandatory minicamp weighing dang near 260 and that's not good that's not a good sign for a guy that you just spent a three-year contract on and luke when we say just spent a three-year contract on we mean just spent a three-year mm-hmm. contract on three-year 21 million dollar contract signed march 22nd is when the transaction became uh official nine million dollars are guaranteed at signing which includes a little bit of roster bonuses some 2023 money as well so that's a pretty big deal to show up that out of shape so what happens to the tampa Bay buccaneers if let's say leonard fournette just falls out of favor here mm-hmm. where do they go next and more importantly maybe even more importantly right maybe tampa bay fans want to know about that part but fans all around in terms of fantasy football managers want to know what do i do with my team now that leonard fournette might you know if if leonard fournette falls out of favor in tampa yeah so i guess the next step would be did he pass a physical and i don't know mm-hmm. if he's taken one yet or if that's a like part of bucks training camp that's yet to come if he right. can't pass a physical that gets to a point where, depending on language of the contract, things can yep. avoid. There's like cap stuff, um, so that could actually, like, genuinely jeopardize Leonard Fournette's money um, if he can't pass a physical, or he'll have to go lose weight, then come back or something. And mm-hmm. it could be that he misses a week, and then it's fine. He's got to go get back in shape, and then he can get under, you know, get back to weight, and it's totally fine. And he's got a month before uh, any football is played, two months before meaningful football is played. He, mm-hmm. there's a chance he can just be okay. Um, but if he isn't, if he miss, fails the physical or something, here's the deal. The Bucks just drafted Rashad White. They got a rookie sitting there waiting in the wings. So if you are perhaps in the middle of a dynasty dra- uh, rookie draft, I don't know who would be doing that around July oh, 18th. No, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> that might be an interesting <laughs> idea. Um, or at least his stock goes up a little bit if Leonard Fournette does have to play the season out of shape because a lot of times with these stories they'll get to a weight where they can play and they can pass a physical and they'll get to a point where they're like allowed to be on the field but there Mm -hmm. comes then a durability concern their body is used to carrying a certain weight their ligaments their ankles their joints and all that stuff and it can wear and tear in a way that jeopardizes his durability and then again the depth at running back becomes more important Mm-hmm. Gio Bernard is also hiding there on the Tampa Bay roster. And that if you could 
if you yeah. listen to the Locked On Bucks guys, James and, and David, they uh, James in particular, James Yarko, has mentioned that Giovanni Bernard will very likely have a larger role in 2022 than he got the opportunity to have last year uh, because they never really got an opportunity to utilize him. So that's a great mm-hmm. call out on, on Gio Bernard. Extremely Tom Brady-led team things. Yeah. Like Gio Bernard... The steadiest of Eddie's forever, right? Like, I always remember him as a fantasy guy in Cincinnati. He was always good for either eight or nine points, and it was never more or never less. Yep. Um, That's exactly the kind of guy that a Tom Brady-led offense will fall in love with, especially if there's an opening. But you can't count out the Rook. You can't count out Keyshawn Vaughn, who had a little bit of a a moment in the sun uh, last year. So that's the thing for Leonard Fournette is not only is this a, a really big threat to his place on the bucks but there's a lot of people behind him that you could go into a season with that those three being your committee uh white vaughn and bernard and you could feel totally fine about that especially with tom brady i mean it looks exactly like one of those old tom brady they even got a white like james white like they've even yeah, got that's exactly what i was thinking yeah <laughs> like and, and rashad white has that that type of versatility too. 182 carries for a thousand yards and 15 rushing touchdowns with the Sun Devils last year, but also had 43 catches for 465 yards, averaged 10.6 yards per catch. He was definitely somebody that gets utilized in the passing game, and I think will be a great fit with Tom Brady. Yeah. So, whether whatever happens to Leonard, Leonard Fournette, and I'm pulling for the guy. I hope he can. You know, of course. I, I, yeah, that was six there's weeks also, ago too. When many came, yeah, happened. Yeah, so maybe he's doing a lot better. Maybe that coach was exaggerating. Um, you know, who knows, right? And I hope that all of this turns out to be nothing and Leonard Fournette shows up to camp and is fine and is healthy and all that stuff. But if you're a savvy fantasy football player, you're going to want that kind of information. Keep an eye on the rest of that depth. Yeah, and it's worth watching because just because Leonard Fournette falls out of favor doesn't necessarily mean that he ends up off the team and it could impact the way that if your favorite team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just simply the types of decisions that they make and what they do in 2022 from a game plan perspective. How do they utilize Leonard Fournette? Do they feel comfortable utilizing Fournette? All of these other things. So lots to watch out for there. Safe to say Leonard Fournette will not be popping up on the top 50 players list um, as another running back above uh, guys like Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara and others but you know when we look at Leonard Fournette one of the things that he did throughout his career of course was move around right we've seen him in play in Louisiana we saw him over with Jacksonville and then he moved over to uh, Tampa after a while so when we're talking about relocation it makes you think of realignment and we're seeing a lot of realignment all around the NCAA right now what Mm -hmm. would realignment have looked like in the 1990s with the NFL and what could it look like today well, I know you've been asking everyone, so we're going to answer. We're going to answer. And Luke is going to be talking about that here in. I'm so excited for this. To break it all down. I am too. <laughs> this am is too. such I'm a really buck wild thing. <laughs> so we'll break all of that down in Denny Green's lunacy here in just a moment. But yeah. first off, we're going to get, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bars on the market. You've heard about the Built Puffs. You've heard about the coconut brownie chunk. Well, what if I told you they put them together and they made a coconut brownie chunk? Puff Bar. Yeah, you're already sprinting to Built.com. You should be. Uh, All you have to do is go and check out the website today so that you can get in on that coconut, chocolatey, brownie deliciousness with the marshmallow It's the textures, too. It's that chunky with the fluffy. It's it's insane. 
oh, covered in 100% chocolate on top of that too. It's also good. So we should go and check out the coconut brownie chunk bar before that ends up going away, the puff bar before that ends up going away. Uh, all of the puff bars even have built granola now. And of course, all the standard protein bars that are also all covered in 100% chocolate, but still only four or five grams of sugar to 17, 18 grams of protein. This is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Trust me, Luke and I have gone and tried every single protein bar out there, every single one. And it took weeks, weeks, weeks. But Built Bar, the locals. We had to drive locals. around the country. Yep, yep. We drove to England. It was wild. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we did a whole lot of things. We drove uh, to England. drove to England, and uh, getting away from us. That was the, the the Built Bars that helped us do that. So go and check out <laughs> Built.com today. Don't drive to England. Uh, regardless of how many built bars you've had, use promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D 15 15% off. That's 15% off with promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. All right, Ross, I want to transport you back in time. I want to take you to 1996, off season 1996. All right. Okay. So think about where the league was in 1996. The Browns had just moved to Baltimore and become the Raiders, there were no Browns at the time. Um, there were 30 teams in the, or because the Ravens, did I say Raiders? Uh, there were 30 teams in the league, no teams in Los Angeles. The Raiders were in Oakland. The Rams were in St. Louis. Um, and expansion and realignment were absolutely things on the table because 30 teams was a little weird. You had weird stuff like the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFC central. You had the saints and 49ers in the same division. Mm -hmm. Um, all kinds of weird stuff. During this time, Denny Green, then head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, published a book called No Room for Crybabies, which I recently got my hands on a copy of. Um, it is an absolutely insane book. I mean, it's an autobiography, so a lot of it is just this like outpouring of his thoughts and feelings and his mm -hmm. life story and all that stuff, and that's all really great. Um, part of it, though, is basically, and he was on the competition committee, so he kind of had a reason to be thinking right. about stuff like this, um, is a... Proposal for a possible expansion to 32 teams and realignment, including um, they already knew at the time that the Browns were going to get a, a team by 1999. So they already right. kind of knew about that. Um, and then a Los Angeles team would mm. be the other team. Although he did later stipulate, he's like, you know, the Los Angeles stadium thing's a little sketchy. If that doesn't go through, they'll probably do Houston, which happened. And then he <laughs> predicted like six other things that happened, like the end of turf. He, ex he predicted a whole bunch of stuff about the salary cap. It was awesome. But awesome. I want to talk to you about this realignment stuff because this is a very interesting proposal. Six divisions still. Uh -huh. He did not predict the eight divisions of mm -hmm. four each. So there's still six divisions, but... Um, I'll start with your New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. They would be in what's called the Southwest Division. They would play the Cardinals, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Rams twice a year. Um, mm -hmm. Imagine a Saints-Cowboys rivalry, division yeah. rivalry. Yeah. That definitely would have ended up being the rival for sure. Yes. Now, what I don't like here is that it splits up the Saints and Falcons. Um, yes. But they had to split up a lot of rivalries, you know, stuff like the Steelers and, and Oilers, who they're Tennessee mm -hmm. Oilers at the time. Um, so they had to do some of that. But I feel like the, the NFL did it right by making sure the Saints and Falcons stayed right next to each other. The yeah, two teams yeah the, one of the more the underrated the but very valuable rivalries in the NFL. <laughs> the NFL wouldn't be the same without the Saints and Falcons. Um, 
But here's a division that just thinking about it makes my mouth water. Buffalo Bills, <laughs> New England Patriots, both New York teams, Giants and Jets, and the Philadelphia okay. Eagles. Ooh. I think a war oh, just started. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Like, Eagles, Giants, right? You have all that. Philly right. and Boston, like just those two yep. fan bases oh, becoming rivals. Gosh. Unbelievable. You've got both New York-Boston rivalries, right? Uh-huh. Patriots-Jets is white hot. Patriots-Giants is white hot, and they're not even in the same conference. Imagine those guys in the division. Yep. Ugh, glorious. Yeah, Absolutely that's really nice. delicious. That's really um, good. It also proposed an 18-game regular season. Hey. Now, this is a guy thinking about this 25 years ago. Yeah. And we're like there now. <laughs> so yeah, he called yeah. this. Um, and he also called the way he would justify an 18-game season was to get rid of preseason games. So he called that. <laughs> Jeez, didn't he? It's, it's insane. Um, and he had a great understanding of the business side and the financials and stuff. Later mm-hmm. on in that book... He published a vague threat to sue <laughs> and to sue the Vikings over a contract breach because there's some rumors about them sniffing around Lou Holtz, um, which mm-hmm. was sort of a betrayal and sort of a breach of, of their contract with Denny Green. Um, so to like sue over that and then leverage the lawsuit to become the majority owner of the Vikings and buy the team. Oh and it was goodness. like laid out. He he wrote what the lawsuit would be. And he just left some blanks in terms of like, I don't know who I'm going to name as defendants in this. But here's the lawsuit. Wow. <laughs> as head coach. Could you imagine? And this is presently as while he is head coach. While he is head coach. This yes. Is, Hasn't even won a playoff game yet. This is before 98 and Moss and all that stuff. This right. is they're, they're, they're looking to run it back with Warren Moon right now. Wow. Um, and he's yeah. like, ah, I'm going to drop this book real quick, sell a bunch, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to sue this team and own it. <laughs> I'm going to sue my way. It was like a little, like it's something out of succession. I digress. <laughs> so with this, I don't know, Russ, tell me your thoughts about, about this, this realignment. How do you feel about that Southwest division? Cardinals, Cowboys, Chiefs, Saints, Rams. I enjoy that division a lot because if, you know, the Saints and Rams, when they were in the same division a while back. That was a really good rivalry, actually, that built up over time. Now, imagine... My favorite playoff games of all time, 2000 Saints-Rams. Yep. Now, imagine a 2018 playoff NOLA no-call with these two teams in the division with one another. Oh, the hate. Yeah. Yeah, like, that would have been (laughs) insane. So there's there's that piece. The whole... Would have added some fun to uh, the Kurt Warner... The, the first Bounty Gate game uh-huh. before our Bounty Gate game. Yeah. That yep, would have added yep. some, some heat to that. A whole bunch of stuff in that one. Um, you would have also had the Saints and the Cowboys. So right now, the intriguing storyline is, is Sean Payton going across the division in a year to coach the Dallas Cowboys? Like, if this was the division today and everything. So, like, there's some really good storylines that would have developed over time with all of this. Um, yeah. Kansas City in the same division. What I really love with this is Dak Prescott. Twenty eighteen. Oh, hundred percent. Like Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes in the same division with yeah. one another. Awesome. Add Kyler Murray to that. Awesome. So really, really good young 
uh, young quarterback play. You would have had Drew Brees in 2018, and then Jared Goff would have been in there too. And so it's it would have been a really strong quarterback division for a long time, mm-hmm. like moving forward it would still be a very strong quarterback division. So yes. I really like that. I, I, I agree, though, that I'd be heartbroken to see the Saints and Falcons not in the same uh, division, mm-hmm. but Saints-Rams, Saints-Cowboys probably would have warmed my heart pretty well, too. Yes, and speaking of the Falcons, their division would be Falcons, Panthers, Jaguars, Dolphins, Bucks. There would be years where none of those teams crossed, like, seven wins. Yeah. <laughs> like, you would have 100%. six and ten teams in the playoffs. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's good news for the rest of that conference, for sure. Um, so here's the other interesting thing about this, and yeah. I bring this up because I think it's a distinct possibility in the not so distant future of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he predicted a whole bunch of other stuff, but in this, mm-hmm. his proposal includes a sixteen game or sixteen team playoff format, NBA style, no bye weeks. Um, not NBA wild card play and stuff like what they do now, but like mm-hmm. clean 16 teams, four division winners, four wild cards, not unlike what happened in 82, the strike year. That's basically what they did. Right. Um, no more buys, more playoff teams. I know we're still not quite sold on that seventh seed. How about an eighth? <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh, that would have been, that, I don't know how I feel about that one. If I'm being honest. I don't know how I feel about half of the league being playoff teams. Everything. I know we're I very close to that you. right now. I know we're very close to that right now. But I, I but it, there's still a little bit of a an exclusivity as 14 mm-hmm. teams Prestige. do make the playoff. Yeah, and 18 don't, you know. So I still like the idea of it being a little bit less weighted to where more teams don't make the playoffs than do. I don't know that I would like it as much if half the league made it into the playoffs. It just feels like you can more easily stumble backwards into a playoff spot in that case. Yeah. So here's where I'm at. I think I'm with you that like a playoff appearance doesn't mean much in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, you were the 10th seed and you lost a play-in. Good job. Right. Um, and so it would take some of the meaning away from that. I might be okay with that because there probably shouldn't have been any meaning in, you know, a playoff appearance that was a one-and-done anyways unless you're sure. a, a team like, you know, Jacksonville that's just like dying to get back to some sort of like stability Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where I'm at. A, you would have absolutely hilarious one versus eight matchups. And at, like once in a blue moon, an eight seed would upset a one seed and it would be like hockey. Yeah. Um, and that would, you know, some Titan gets upended by like Kirk Cousins. Come on. That would be amazing. <laughs> Everybody would love how hilarious that is. The, and it the would be Kirk Cousins and the Vikings topple Matt Stafford and the Rams. <laughs> on their way to a Aaron Rodgers and the repeat. Packers or Aaron Rodgers. And it's the what they fear the division. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Get, there you no, go. that, Oh, if you talk to like Peter Bukowski at locked on Packers or any Packers fans down the stretch of last year, the last thing they wanted was to be the second seed and for the Vikings to be the seven seed because Kirk cousins chaos. They knew that like, <laughs> Oh, that would be such a weird matchup. And I don't know, we might get upset. They were so scared. <laughs> they were like, weren't even afraid to admit it. It's I love that kind of thing. Yeah. And I love the idea of an underdog story, right? Like, how many more Eli Mannings could you generate? That kind of thing. Right. But 
I think for me, the main thing is I love wildcard weekends so much. Give me more. I just love playoff yeah, football. I'll take more games. I don't care if they're one versus eight and it's a blowout. Give me more playoff games. Yeah, that's fair. You do love more football. Always, always, always more football and always, always more episodes of Locked in NFL every Monday through Friday. Uh, this was great. This was fun to talk through some random expansion stuff. Can't wait to see what else yes. Denny Green gets right. Everything. Yeah, the Los like, Angeles Mustangs were the expansion franchise, by no. the way. Close yeah. enough. Rams, Mustangs, they're four-legged yep. animals. I don't know. Anyway, uh, really, really good stuff today. Uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the Top 50 episode coming out on Wednesday. Uh, uh, James and Tony are going to have you covered for that, but make sure that you check back here on the feed for Locked on NFL's Top 50 NFL players uh, list so you can get the insight from all the local experts that talk about the guys that we talked about today as well and why they're so valuable to their clubs from a local angle. But continuing forward, you're going to get more here every single day as we get closer and closer and closer to training camp. Training camp starts up next week. Rookies reporting today. Whole bunch going on around the NFL. You want to keep it locked here on the Locked on NFL podcast every Monday through Friday to get all of that. Make sure you go and check out your favorite NFL team for your second listen of the day as well. That's Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter, daily host of Locked on Vikings. I'm Ross Jackson, host of Locked on Saints at Ross Jackson Nola. We'll see you here on the Locked on NFL podcast again here tomorrow on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.